Hi, this is Paul. Welcome to 104 Lord. If you enjoy this episode, please feel free to share it on Facebook. And don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get notified of future episodes. Thanks again and enjoy 104 Lord. Hey everybody, it's Paul with 104 Lord. I'm here in Memphis, Tennessee tonight. And I uh, just want to talk to you a little bit about the disease that's worse than coronavirus. What's worse than coronavirus? Well, well, probably a lot of things. Uh, but this disease is worse than coronavirus. It's worse than cancer. It's worse than heart disease. It's worse than all of them. And uh, what I want to get into tonight is what is worse than, than all of these diseases put together. And by the way, you have a 100% chance of dying of it. And that disease is disease of sin. The Bible says the, the wages of sin is death. So we're all going to die one day. And the thing that we should be really concerned about is not whether or not we're going to die of coronavirus or whatever it is that comes along or just old age. The simple fact of the matter is we're all going to die. Ten out of ten people die. What we should be concerned about, what we should be looking at, is what then? What happens after that, right? Because uh, this life is short. Um, you know, they say you're dead a lot longer than you're alive. And what we ought to be looking at is what's going to happen after we die. Because we know it's a guaranteed fact we're going to die, right? So what happens then? And that's something a lot of people don't like to think about because it's a, for them it's unpleasant. Um but for those who know and believe the truth, it doesn't scare us. And the Bible says that that people are that are they're held captive by the fear of death. But for those who know the truth, we're not afraid of death. Okay. So what I want to get into, I'm going to start off in Matthew chapter nine. Matthew chapter nine, beginning in verse eleven. It says, And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, Why eateth your master with publicans and sinners? But when a publican was a tax collector for the Roman Empire, and it was a Jewish person who collected, collected taxes for the occupying Romans, so other Jews hated them. Um, so why does your master eat with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, They that be whole need not a physician, but they that are sick but go ye, go ye and learn what that meaneth. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not called come. For I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So Jesus said, "I'm not that that I'm here to call sinners to repentance." He said, "They that are whole need not a physician, but they that are sick." So healthy people don't need a doctor. Sick people need a doctor. And what the people Jesus was talking to didn't realize was. They were just as sick as the 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 whore, you know homemongers and the prostitutes, the the, uh, the drunks, uh, you know all these other sinners that that these religious people were looking down on. They didn't realize that they were just as sick as as the people Jesus was ministering to. But that's the problem is they didn't see themselves as sick. These other people understood that you know. They get it. They understand their sinners, right? Um, and that's really important that people understand the disease of sin. 
because if you if you don't know you have the disease, you're not going to appreciate and value the cure, the remedy. Um, so let's look at Psalm 107. Psalm 107, verse 20, it says, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. So God's word, God's truth heals us. And it's it's the word of God that is that healing balm, is that, that, that antidote to the deadly disease of sin. Okay? And... One of the the things that the Old Testament the Old Testament law was kind of like like a, a a doctor who diagnoses because what the Old Testament law does is it reveals to man his sinfulness and it stops man's self justification. So if you ever look at the Ten Commandments and look at it honestly, you're going to realize that you're guilty. You've broken them. You've lied. You've stolen. Uh, you've, you've, you know, the, you know, the seventh commandment is you should not commit adultery. Jesus said, if you even look at a woman and lust after her in your, in your heart, you've committed adultery in your heart. So you've done that. The Bible says that if you hate someone, you've, you've committed murder in your heart. Um, you know, the 10th commandment is you shall not covet it means you should not, not want what other people have. You shall, you know, you don't sit around being envious of what other people have and I don't know anyone who hasn't broken that commandment. You know, the Bible says you should not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Most people have broken that one. Most people have used God's name as a cuss word instead of a a four-letter filth word. They've used God's name, the name of the God who gave them life. They've used it disrespectfully. Uh, and that's blasphemy. And so that's what the Ten Commandments do is they diagnose the sick. They show man that he's guilty, that he's a sinner, and that uh, that he's in trouble. That that he's he's the Jesus said that he that believeth not is condemned already. So people, you know, we're all sinners. We've all fallen short. We've all broken God's law. And until we come to Christ, we're already condemned. Okay. So let's look at. Let's see. Let's look at Romans chapter 3, starting in verse 9. And uh, if, you, if you're not keeping up with me here, you can always pause it and look up the reference or go back and listen to it again and find the reference. But, uh, you know, I like to keep my, my episodes short and to the point. So we're going to go to Romans chapter 3, beginning in verse 9. It says, What then? Are we better than they? And the question is related to... Um, uh, people who were uh, were accusing them of of things that they hadn't done, but he's saying that we're all guilty of sin. Okay, um, it says no in no wise, for we have proved before proved both Jews and Gentiles, so everybody, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous. There's no, not one. There's none that understandeth. There's none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are together become unprofitable. There's none that doeth good. No, not one. 
Their throat is an open sepulcher. That means a grave. That means that there's death coming out of their mouth when they speak. Their tongues, with their tongues, they have used deceit. So that means they're liars. The poison of asp. An asp is a deadly snake. It's a deadly serpent. So the poison of asp is under their lips. They speak things that are hateful things, spiteful things. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. You know, put a, put a, a recording device in someone's car in, in heavy traffic and, and see if their mouth is full of cursing and bitterness, right? Their feet are swift to shed blood. Again, if you've hated someone in your heart, the Bible calls you a murderer. Destruction and misery are in their ways, and the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Verse 19, Now we know that what, what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law. Here's the point, that every mouth may be stopped. So if you're thinking, well, I'm a pretty good person, and, you know, when I die, you know, God will let me into heaven because I'm a pretty good person. Nope. That every mouth may be stopped. You're guilty just like anybody else. You're guilty. And if you say, well, if you try to diffuse your own guilt by saying, well, well, yeah, we're all sinners. Just acknowledging that we're all sinners, that alone, that's not going to remove your personal guilt on the day of judgment. You're still going to be accountable for your guilt on the day of judgment. So, you know, just saying, well, everybody else is doing it isn't going to give you an out from the judgment of God. Verse 20, therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is a knowledge of sin. So you're not going to be able to do good things and, and somehow wipe away the bad things you've done. Okay, because God's law, God's word reveals to you that you're already guilty. You're already you're not going to go before the judge and say, judge, you know, I know I murdered that woman and you know, and I robbed that bank, but I helped this little old lady cross the street and I gave money to charity. God's going to say that that's irrelevant to the case. You're guilty as charged and you're going to have to pay the consequence. So, so what do we do? Right? You've got the disease that it's been diagnosed, diagnosed by the 10 commandments. You got the disease. You're headed for God's judgment. You're headed for God's wrath. So what do we do? Verse 21, but now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. So the law and prophets foretold that God was going to send a Savior. Even the righteousness of God, verse 22, even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ unto all and upon all them that believe, for there is no difference. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. So, so people think, you know, well, God's, God's not going to throw me in hell. God's merciful. God's forgiving. Yes, God's merciful. And the way God extended his mercy is by sending his only begotten son to live a perfect sinless life that you couldn't, okay, and to, to be your substitute. Jesus took your sin he took the penalty of your sin on the cross he suffered the what the way you deserve to suffer the way i deserve to suffer he was beaten for hours they ripped the flesh from his back with a whip 
that had like pieces of bone and and metal in it and it in psalms it said it it talks about it they made long their furrows on my back right like like someone plowing a field on his back and they beat a crown of thorns into his head they spit on him they 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 mocked him they laughed at him they put a robe on him and after that blood dried they ripped it off of him and reopened those wounds and they nailed him to a cross and he hung there for six hours while they while they mocked him and laughed at him and 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 taunted him and then he hung there and he willingly gave up his life he willingly gave up his life to pay for your sin and pay for mine he was buried for three days and three nights and then god raised him from the dead and then he presented himself before god he pre as your defense attorney he presented himself and and his blood before the throne of god as payment for your sin and then the justice of god was satisfied see god doesn't just doesn't just ignore sin god always punishes sin but jesus took that and that's how the mercy of god was extended that's how the the kindness and the goodness of god was extended to us was through jesus christ because god can't just overlook sin it has to be dealt with that's where it was dealt with and so all, all of us, regardless of where, what background we come from, what kind of religious background, the only way that we're going to escape God's just wrath and punishment is by falling on the, the cross, you know, falling before the cross of Jesus and putting our trust in his substitution for our sin. That's man's only remedy. That's man's only cure for the disease of sin. If you could could you know wipe away your bad deeds by doing some good deeds then jesus wasted his time going to the cross okay but let me tell you something jesus jesus went to the cross because there was no way you could wipe away your your sins by doing some good deeds you were hopeless and you had no chance of of escaping the wrath of god but jesus took that for you and that is your escape. That is your your cure. That is the remedy to the sin, the sin disease that, that all of man has. And so if you haven't come to Christ, come to him today. You don't know that you're going to be around tomorrow. People die in car wrecks every day. Coronavirus, please. That's child's play compared to all the car wrecks that happen every day. You know how many people die on the highways every single day a lot so you think oh i'm healthy i'm in i'm in good shape i take care of myself well car wrecks don't care how healthy you are how good shape you are in you know so so talk to god pray come come to faith in christ and then reach out to someone to help you grow in your in your salvation to help you grow as a new believer and to become strong and and to get to know your heavenly father so um you know just want to really emphasize there is no way but jesus christ no one else paid the price for you it took a perfect sinless man to do that and that's what jesus christ did for you so that let's pray heavenly father Thank you for the opportunity to preach your word and 
to present your truth. And Father, I ask you to touch their hearts and help people to, to come to salvation. Father, your word says that you don't want anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. And Father, I, I pray that you would work in their hearts, that your, your Holy Spirit would touch their hearts and open the eyes of their understanding, that they would hear your truth, obey your truth, and have everlasting life, and that those who are who do believe and are saved, that they would get among a, a local church family and get strengthened and grow in the Lord. Father, I ask that you would reach their hearts, Father, and, and touch them and, and help them to understand their need for Jesus. Father, I ask it in the name of Jesus Christ, our precious Lord and Savior. Amen. All right, y'all, have a great night, and God bless. Hi, this is Paul with 10-4 Lord. If you enjoyed today's episode, please shoot me an email at 10-4-Lord at gmail.com. That's T-E-N-F-O-U-R-L-O-R-D at gmail.com. Thank you, and have a blessed day.